0: Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies, two buddies talking about, about Cinema. Cinnab- 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 hey, Hi. this is Cinnabuds. What? I'm I'm eighty-eight nines, Justin Barney.
1: Nah, I'm Milwaukee Films, Christopher Pollard.
0: And together we are cinebuds. Today we are talking about the pageantry, the powdered wigs, and period pieces oh. of 2018. Hello. Of We're talking about two period pieces that are out now. They're both up for Oscars. It's really just a way for us to talk about two movies at once. Yeah, it's so a we good pairing together. Uh, we're going to talk about *The Favorite*. And Mary, Queen of Scots. Let's start with the favourite. The Queen is an extraordinary person.
1: They were all staring, weren't they? I can tell even if I can't see, and I heard the word fat, fat,
0: and and ugly. No one but me would dare, and I did not. She's been stalked by tragedy. Everyone leaves me, dies. I apologize for my appearance. I hoped I might be employed here by you as something. A monster for the children to play with, perhaps. The favorite is directed by Yorgos Lantmos, who has done The Lobster, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. What is the favorite about Christopher?
1: Favorite about a queen, a regal queen, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, two sort of uh, um, attendants who are vying for her favor. Hence the favorite.
0: Well, that was like a lot of stumbling for a, yeah.
1: one sentence. Well, it's because I realized I knew none of their names. And I'm like, <laughs> there's this queen seat, and then there's this other lady,
0: and another lady. Yeah, they're a real buying for her attention and favor. <clears throat>
1: In favor, yeah.
0: The favorite is fun. It is funny. Yeah. It has duck racing. It has orange it throwing. Duck racing. It has two masturbation scenes. Oh, yeah. It is a fun movie. It's also dark. It's got darkness in it. Yeah, it is. It. it has darkness. But yeah. of the two, I'm thinking, like, <clears throat> contrasting. Oh, The yeah. favorite of Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots is a lot more serious yeah, and yeah. dour. And the favorite is Is funny is more fun. and absurd in parts and strange and interesting. Yeah. I think it's important to know that it is ghost Lanthimos. I know that, yeah. that you're a big fan. Could you explain... Like what that means for this movie.
1: Well, it's interesting. This is, I, th- I would actually call this a bit of a departure for him mm-hmm. because his films are superbly strange. And he creates this mythology in each of his films. Almost all of them have, many of them have a element of near or definitely like the fantastic. And, um, but just a touch of it. This one does not. This one is based on true events. And it is an interesting and strange story, sort of, but it's definitely not as strange as it usually does. And it's the first film he did not write himself. Uh, but it is does have this element. It's visually always very impressive, and uh, but it has this whimsical, uh, humorous air to it uh, while still maintaining a little bit of his tone of like this kind of
0: dark brooding underneath. And kind of the whole thing is this relationship between these three people. There is... Uh, Queen Anne, who is played by Olivia Colman, who just does an amazing job, just won a Golden Globe very deservedly for the performance. And then the two people fighting for the favorites is Rachel Weiss Mm -hmm. Weiss? Mm -hmm. and Emma Stone, who are just great. And one of the things that I love about this is that it is a period piece. It takes place in old timey England, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and yet the BC br- BC, BC. old timey BC. Yes, and uh, I think especially Emma Stone um, and Olivia Coleman really bring a feel that these are real people who are funny, and they bring yeah. kind of this this hint of modernity to the movie that oh, don't yeah, make yeah. it feel stuffy and old. That make it feel like oh, people were kind of like us back then. Yeah. And they were fun as well. Yeah. The second movie that we're talking about today is Mary, Queen of Scots. Yes. Queen Elizabeth, your cousin Mary has returned to take up her throne in Scotland. The Queen! My dear cousin Elizabeth, I hope we might meet in person that I might embrace you. Ruling side by side, we must do so in harmony, not through a treaty drafted by men lesser than ourselves. Mary, Queen of Scots, compared to the favorite, is not as fun as the favorite. No. What did you think of Mary, Queen of Scots? It, here's more to the actual historic
1: events. Um, yes, definitely. But I will be honest; it's it, for me was a bit it was a bit slow and boring, and not because I like period pieces like this. I love the costumes and the and the drama and the like the backstabbing that happens, but the first hour of this film for me was interminable. Like, it the first hour it's a very it, slow movie. It's very slow and essentially it's saying I want to be the
0: heir. No, you can't be the heir. But maybe I should be the heir. No, you shouldn't be the heir. No one is going to come out of Mary, Queen of Scots and say, Man, I loved that movie. Yeah. Uh, But the farther away that I get from having seen it, the more I like it. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film. Offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC.
1: Support for Cinebuzz comes from your membership at Steinhoffel's Furniture. Steinhoffel's offers mattresses and home furnishings for living rooms, bedrooms, and more. Steinhoffel's is a fourth-generation family-owned business based in Milwaukee and employs 800 people at their 19 locations across southeast Wisconsin. Online shopping at steinhoffel's.com. And we're back. Uh, Thanks
0: for being here. Back in 16th century England, oh. <laughs> oh, because we're talking about period pieces, uh, released in 2018. For, I, what's your thought on period pieces? Do you like period pieces yeah, generally, or no? Very I know much. I have some friends who are like period pieces. I mean, they do tend to be stuffy.
1: Yeah, they can be. There's a lot of different uh, styles, though. That, are a bit like, uh, when uh, Stanley Kubrick did Barry Lyndon, Barry Lyndon, like, there's that was very stylish and colorful. And you've mm-hmm. got like Marie Antoinette from Sofia Coppola,
0: yeah, uh, very Amadeus. colorful,
1: Amadeus. And then you have the darker ones that are all set in stone buildings and stone rooms, right, and muddy fields, which I like too. Some of them have battles. Some of them just have intrigue. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, Dangerous Liaisons was like one of my I watched it over and over again. So yeah, there's a lot of variety within what seems to be a very limited genre. I always feel like I
0: learn a lot. Yeah. I, you like you learn how people lived. Obviously, a lot of them are and these two Mary Queen of Scots and the Favorite are are um definitely focused on the richest people yeah. in existence. Yeah, yeah. And so which really makes for some great scenes. Right. Especially in the favorite the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. There's a lot yeah. of fish eye lenses, yeah, of really nice. wide angles, some things that really make make the whole thing beautiful. Um, but I do want to come back to Mary Queen of Scots, yeah, because you are talking some trash, and I feel the need to defend it. Go for it. So Mary Queen of Scots, it is. I mean, ultimately, it is about Mary. Who is the Queen of Scotland? What I know. Imagine Twists. that. <laughs> Immediate <laughs> yeah, twist, right? And <laughs> and then there is Elizabeth the First, who is the Queen of England. Yeah, kind of. The whole thing is really about inner turmoil, especially for Elizabeth the First. It is her inner turmoil, and for Mary Queen of Scots, a little more about her outer turmoil and how they relate to each other and how they see each other. The, the farther that I, that I get out, the more I... the the Obviously, the lead character in this is Mary. And the character that you feel for the most is Elizabeth. She is a woman in power in 16th century Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And she does everything to maintain that power at the cost of her own happiness. Yeah. And uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, is doing the same thing. She's, she's in power and she's also trying to... Get power and maintain her own, and kind of every time she opens up the door to her own happiness, that closes the door to her political or political or, power yeah, yeah. or her will to do anything. And people, <clears throat> once she kind of opens herself up in any kind of way, she's in taken advantage of in every yeah. way, shape, and form. Yeah, and uh, you get this dialogue between her and uh, Elizabeth. There is a scene where they meet that I guess in real life they never met, but um, where Elizabeth looks to Mary Queen of Scots and she admires her. She admires her from afar and she admires the kind of person that she is. Um, and you really, I really felt for her. Sure. You know? Yeah, I, I like the see the things. I like the
1: characters and I like the story. Um, it was long and dry. But yeah, Sir Ronan's character who plays Mary Queen of Scots, yeah, um, she is struggling the whole time and she doesn't, It's at least the way they f- uh, frame it in the film, they don't disrespect one another, these two queens. Right. They don't disrespect one another, but they're... Though they are fighting for power. They're fighting for power, but they're put upon by outside forces. Because yes. Elizabeth is not... the 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 goal is not to give up power to Mary from Elizabeth. It's more like, when Elizabeth, when you go... I feel like I have claim to the throne, and at least the way they frame in the film is that she does, but they don't want Catholic and Protestant. They don't want that changing over, that changing hands. Um, so there's that happening, but there's this. I do like that there's this element of like they want to be friends. Yeah, like they want to be cool with each other. Yeah, and, and these because are the of all these two, things, they're
0: the only two people that they can relate to. Right, exactly these women
1: who are surrounded by these brutish men trying to take power away from them because they're women. And so I like that. And that's why I was like, I want that to be, and because they don't ever connect except for one scene in the film. Um, I like, it was hard to bring that together without just playing out to death, the obstacles they have at the beginning. And that's, that was pacing for me was the biggest problem with the film. And then there's a couple of scenes that fell flat for me, but, I do. I mm. like the story itself, and the characters themselves, and the actors. All should be good. I mean, mm. they are good, but they sh- the film should been constructed better. I guess is my is my my
0: take. Mm. It was long and slow. Yeah, but the favorite. But the favorite. Also, a movie about power and how people try to get power and take power. Yeah, and it's the opposite in tone and pacing. It's more fast. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Fun. There are bunnies hopping around. Yes. <laughs> if the story's not good enough, just watch the bunnies hopping around. Yep. You did mention the duck races, which I forgot about because it's like the beginning of the movie and it's amazing. <laughs> I was like, can we make can we have duck races? Is that is it humane?
0: Well, number one.
1: Yes. And if it is, can we please do it? Yes. Yeah.
0: The favorite was also, I think the thing that made the favorite was the three characters. Obviously, yeah. it is uh it is the queen. As we said, played by Olivia Colman, it is Lady Sarah. The dynamic between the three of them was really interesting because you
1: have one, uh, Rachel Weiss, who's in favor. She's in the Queen's favor. They're childhood friends. Mm. They might have a bit of a love interest with each other on the sly. Mm-hmm. And then you have this newbie coming in with Emma Stone who's trying to worm her way in and get the favor. And then it becomes a, you know, a horn's lock. And the Queen... Olivia Coleman which again I can't say enough about it's like the best performance I've seen this year by anybody. Yes. is struggling with so many emotions cuz she's she's physically oh uh, deteriorating. God, she's got so many great parts. Yeah,
0: Like there's this this uh, servant and she is you know feeling ugly and she says don't look at me don't look at me don't look at me and she t- orders him to look at her and she and he looks at her and she says no. She goes how dare you. How dare you I'm the queen so uh, many great things like that there's a scene
1: where she's very sick and sugar is making her sick and it's a very gross oh scene my god yeah that made me laugh so hard she's she's just sad her makeup and her hair is drooping mm-hmm. and she's sitting there she gets really sick and she's eating this big blue icing cake and she has blue all over her and she throws up because she's so sick and then she cries a little bit and then takes another bite of the cake it's just, that's, and that I feel like that scene sort of encapsulates, like, she's going back, like, I'm sick, but I want there to be pleasure, too, and I don't want all this
0: pressure on me,
1: but yep. it's, I'm the queen.
0: She's great. Also, what I loved about her performance and her character is a lot of times in movies like this, when you have a monarch or a person that's really in power, a lot of the movies tend to have that person be an idiot and then yeah. they're they're having their strings pulled by all these other people to which a is degree. a plot device yeah. that I, that like i get if yeah. you're going to if you're going to have that there is more interest and intrigue in having these people pull the strings and having that person just be a puppet yeah and she does a great job in this movie of at times playing the puppet yeah of pretending like other people are pulling the strings yeah. and also being totally in control yeah. and knowing what she's doing. She
1: does the gamut because she does. Yeah. She is the puppet it, for a while Yeah, she starts to figure stuff out yes. and then she yeah puts it together. She That's why that performance is that character is so rich is that she has so many different things going on
0: in her head. And one of my favorite parts of the movie is there's like a 15 to 20 second close up of Olivia Coleman's face, oh, yeah. and she doesn't, she doesn't do anything. Yeah. She doesn't like show any expression, but you can just see the gears mm-hmm. turning. And as an actor, to yeah, to compellingly think, yeah, that's got to be the most difficult thing to do. I think a very boring show we could do, but a very a show
1: I would love to do would be talk about subtle performances in movies, because there's been a few in the last few years that I'm like don't know why that's amazing because mm-hmm. it's so small you're doing everything quiet and small and i feel like that's the harder thing to do is bring it way down but still convey convey a ton happened in uncertain uh, uncertain women certain women certain women sorry uh, there's a, th- about the title of that movie <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> certain women has a great character in it uh by this actress named lily something um who it was like one of the best performers of the year was very short in the film and like, again, so minimal in her expression, but you felt everything. It was amazing. But this is Olivia Coleman does that in that scene very much. But then again, she's very over the
0: top in other ones.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, it's so good.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's the favorite. Mm-hmm. And that is Mary Queen of Scots. You put on a corset. Go to the theater and then pass out,
1: probably because they're very tight.
0: Eat cake, throw up, and then eat again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. One thing that that the this NPR podcast I listen to Pop Culture Happy Hour all the time. Yeah. They end with "What's one thing that's making you happy this week?" Oh. And okay. I want to ask you, "What's one thing that's making you happy?" K. Polly? Is this film related or just anything? no? Oh, any literally anything? anything? Yeah. Oh boy. You go first. Okay. Um. I have been reading Moby Dick. Oh, uh, speaking of period pieces, M.D. That's a good MD, book. M.D. I was, I was kind of hesitant about starting this book because it's written in 1860 and yeah. it's 600 pages long. True. And sometimes classics are just like a struggle to get through. And Moby Dick, it's great. is so legit great. Yeah, have you have you read it? I have. I read the first hundred pages thrice because I then
1: I got intimidated and quit. Uh, so then, eventually, when I picked it up the third time, or no, twice, I picked it up the third time. I skipped the first hundred pages. And I'm like, I'm familiar. Good with idea. Those. And then I moved mm. on. Yeah, I loved it. It is like, it's it's more nonfiction than it is fiction. Yeah, there are, there are patches that are struggle to get through because it's like thirty pages about like
0: whaling. It, but I think I think that's <laughs> really interesting because when yeah. you're reading, it, it's like you know he's going to fight a whale, and you know that they're whaling. But when you think about it, it's like uh when you were when you're killing a whale and fighting a whale in yeah. 1850s, the whale is bigger than the boat. Yeah. And it's like, you don't just haul it up. Yeah. You don't just like put it on the boat and they explain all these details. I just, I literally, I just read this chapter <laughs> where they talk about um this garment that they wear, Yeah, which is the whale's penis. They They wear it. Yes. Oh, they yeah. cut it off and then turn it inside out and cut a hole for the head and arm because then they fry up the blubber Uh in order to like you know make it into oil and candles and stuff and get it into barrels they like it goes from being in squares and they have to like liquefy it and it's you're dealing with like hot oil and you have to wear something to protect your body (laughs) and that's what they wear the cossack it's called let me ask me what's my least favorite thing this week what's
1: your least favorite thing that description Similarly, I will say when i there. <laughs> oddly enough, what I'm reading is a book about jellyfish. Are you? Another sea-based book. Wow. What are, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, is so it, I, That's mine. Is I'm it mad. a graphic novel or? No, it's nonfiction. It's called Spineless, and it's about uh, just about jellyfish. What inspired this read? I don't know. If, I just literally saw it at the bookstore. It had a cool cover, and then I found I oh, read cool. what it was about. Apparently, jellyfish are the oldest being on the planet. They're like billions of years old. Wow. So I thought it would be like sharks or alligators or anything. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, that's not true. But uh yeah, they're very old and they, they're they very adaptable and they're very intricate and interesting.
0: Wow. So, so yeah. the thing that's making us both happy is sea, books sea about life. the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> next week, I think we're going to try to do another twofer. Cinnabuds is produced. By Kenny Perez! KP number two. <laughs> we get hand grabbed to inspiration from the license lab. I love those. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Mirsky. Das Noosk. We get we also get support from Associated Bank and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Oh so comfortable. Thank you for members from Milwaukee Film and 889 for also making this possible. And I think that's it. You that can find us great. anywhere you listen to podcasts at Cinebuds. We have a poster at the yeah. Oriental Theater.
1: Go look at it and take your picture with it and tag me in it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Justin, I guess, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week. <laughs>